Well, here we go. Um, hello, everybody, and welcome to Good Movie Monday, the weekly podcast dedicated to nerdy cinematic ramblings. Glenn Cochran here. It's great to be with you. We've got Ben Helwig over there, and uh, I'm sure he feels the same. It's good to be here. It is very good to be here. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm happy over here. Excellent. Well, today's theme is a weird one, Ben. We're doing collector's essentials, whatever whatever that means. I have no idea what that means. No. <laughs> but we're we're going to make something of it. Um we better, because I've got nothing else to talk about otherwise. Well, I mean, luckily, uh, everyone in this room is a collector. Everyone in this room? Well, we have a special guest. And uh, this is a guy that anyone who buys Blu-rays and 4K, particularly imports, will probably know of. And we do talk about Dead End DVD on the show quite a, quite a bit. So we thought we'd get the guy himself on the desk uh, for the entire show, Mr. Dead End DVD himself, Joel Brady. How are you, mate? Hello, Glenn. I'm good. Thanks to good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a plane start. So, how, did I, how did I go? Yeah, pretty good. That and right? that's a wrap. Was that, was that a right? <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Take two. Let's do it again. Faster. More intensity. <laughs> well, as if the room doesn't get hot enough as it is when we record, it's going to get a lot hotter now with three of us in here. So, wait. yeah, get ready for it. Shirts off by the end of it, I say. Skins. <laughs> Skins. Maybe <laughs> hold that off for the video. <laughs> That would be if anyone saw me with my shirt off, mm. it'd be like the happening. <laughs> what just things fall out of trees? Just random people, just, just anyone, it'd be like, I suppose closer to the ring, just random people decided to kill themselves because they don't want to live anymore. <laughs> I think it's more like testament that blinding light. <laughs> I mean, like last week, last week, your reaction at touching one of my tits. Uh, I mean, that's a minor. That's like you didn't. You haven't seen. You didn't see what you touched. It's one of my you favorite TikTok moments. That <laughs> it did go on TikTok. Of course it did. That's yeah. why I'm not on TikTok. You, he thought he was putting my hand over his heart. It was a handful of tit. It was a handful of tit. <laughs> and they're hefty. <laughs> I got some decent. I got some decent norgs on me. <laughs> like I could. I could. I reckon I could comfortably feature in. Uh, What's that? What's that? Uh, uh, what's that segment in People magazine? Oh gosh! Readers' wives. <laughs> <laughs> I probably don't have enough tattoos ah. to be in readers' wives. Oh, that's a, that's a <laughs> lovely image conjuring in my head. Is hmm. that uh, is that what you meant by stretch, Glenn? <laughs> have I talked enough now? Yeah. Have I embarrassed myself enough now? <laughs> that's it. Like I know for a fact that if uh, we're struggling for conversation, throw it to Ben. He'll humiliate himself. <laughs> Uh, maybe let's mention some social media pages. Uh, obviously, every week we tell people to go follow us, but um, drop us a comment and uh, most importantly, give us a rating. Like We would really appreciate that. Helps build our community. Where should they go to find out about things we talk about? Which is going to be weird because this morning we're not really talking about movies per se. So <laughs> That's going to be interesting. I'm going to get a week off. We're, talk we're talking about Letterbox, by the way. You can go what are we talking about? Letterboxd. Plastic. On the, on the Plastic. show? Plastic. Landfill. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Reasons <laughs> reasons why you hate to move. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, well, I mean, 
that's it's an open to interpretation. This whole um, collector's essentials, whether it means you know what you deal with with um, yeah. movies and whatnot. But I, I know the Boneheads delivered a segment where they misinterpreted our initial pitch and and went with like memorabilia and things like that. So they are collector's essentials. Whatever is collectible is kind of what we're going to talk about. I don't know. I did like the little munchies story about the head. Oh, well, spoiler alert! Spoiler oh, alert! Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Someone. This is why you got to give me the rundown. <laughs> no, I don't I, know what I'm doing here. So I thought you said rub down. I apologise. Oh, that's for later. <laughs> okay. So social media. I'm the get onto it. Um, let's do the Newsly thing right now because normally halfway through the show I drop in a pre-recorded uh, promo for Newsly. They are a super app that we uh, partnered with who deliver news to your phones. It is uh, newsly.me. Check it out. They essentially curate news and information from around the world, whatever's the highest trend in uh, article for whatever you like. If you like music, Ben, if you like science, if you like film, politics, they will curate it to your liking. Celebrities who like people pooping on glass coffee tables while they un- lie underneath them. They That's have, they the have a whole, yes, they have a whole drop down and scroll um, part of their app for that. <laughs> Pop and squat. Yeah, squat and pop. Right. And uh, they read it back to you in a human voice. So that would be an interesting uh, listen. That would be very interesting. So the, the whole point of it being um, you know, read to you is if you're somewhere where you can't look at your phone, you might be on the train, you might be... Or you can look at your phone on the train, but if you're driving to work... <laughs> yeah, maybe well, you're yeah. just like Ben and can't be fucked reading. <laughs> Correction. Maybe you're like Ben, doesn't know how to read. <laughs> You count calories pretty well there, mate. I can no numbers is not reading. <laughs> yeah. It's I can't I mean I can't add them up. It's lucky that they you know, when they have the the carbs on the back of a pack and then there's like but underneath it there's like three subcategories. Yeah. You're like if it wasn't for that top one, which is I assume what the three below are added up add up to, otherwise I'd be in big trouble. If you're a first time listener, you're probably thinking, What the fuck is this show? <laughs> Don't blame you. Uh, who else we got coming up? We've got Jarrett with an uh, update on what's getting released onto DVD, Blu-ray, 4K this week. Got I the... don't think... Does he actually cover DVD? Yeah, he does this week because it's mostly DVD only. <laughs> we um, have the Boneheads from Kentucky. They're going to come and, um, like I said, interpret this thing. They might even talk about Munchies, Joel. Like, you know? <laughs> That'd be a coincidence, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and Guillermo from Screen Realm is going to have all the movie news. He's... Uh, so he's back from holiday, as we know from last week. It's good to have him. I'm so jelly. I want to. I want to hit him up and ask him about travel tips. I'm not going. I'm planning a trip overseas to Europe next year. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, by the way, Glenn, I'm going to need to take a couple of months off <laughs> <Yeah>. the show. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> or no, actually, I could. We could just do it over Zoom. We could because it'd be morning over there. Like right now, when we record mm-hmm. in the morning, it's nighttime over there. There you go. Excellent. Well, we'll work it out, won't we? I think I kept that uh, <laughs> fourth wall, that, the <laughs> illusion of the show. The curtain morning. is closed. <laughs> Nobody can see beyond it. I don't know if that's actually true. I know it's the other way around. Yeah, that's all good. Like, like at, at about six o'clock here. I'd rather just replace you. Uh, you know? <laughs> Joel, what are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing in May and June next year? You come in uh, once a week to record the show. All you have to do is pretend that you've watched a couple of movies when really all you've done is read the Wikipedia entries and talk about them as if you think they're good. Nailed it. (laughs) Good movie Monday. (laughs) I mean, personally, I've only ever seen three films. Mm. It's true. I've just been faking it the whole time. Yep. 
I just watched the Netflix movies. Yeah, do yeah. that. Do that. that you, you have a new segment, Netflix. Yes. What's on Netflix this week? That's right. <laughs> let's um, let's make you sweat some bullets and fire some questions at you. All right. All right. So your first time on the Who show. Are you? What's first... your PIN number? <laughs> What's your internet password? What's the room I sleep in? What's your Gmail email address? Yeah. <laughs> Where do you sleep? What's your ICQ handle? <laughs> do you sleep on your side, on your back, or on your stomach? That's a good question. I want to know. Are you big spoon or little spoon? Would anyone miss you if you went missing? (laughs) (laughs) Who knows you're here? Who did you tell? (laughs) (laughs) So, you're here, and I guess the reason we're doing the whole uh, Collector's Essentials is because of what you do. Yes. With uh, Dead End at DVD, or should I say? And to shamelessly plug something that I've been working on. Yes, well, that's what I'm getting to. So, what is this Astor Film Bazaar? What's it all about? So, um... Basically, just a big market day, October 1st at the Astor, mm-hmm. um, 11 till 5, whole ton of different vendors, uh, hopefully a lot of good stuff's going to be there, we've got like a Monster, um, Umbrella, I'll obviously have a table as well, a couple other places. You convinced Monster to come? I did, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I had to really, really bribe Grant to show up. So. <laughs> yeah, it was, that, it was that rub down that did it. Yeah. The Nuru massage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep plugging away at those Nuru gags until uh, until people go, what's he talking about? I'm going to do a search for Nuru massage on the internet. I'm looking for new sponsors then, right uh, now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next year. And then my job will be done. Good Movie Monday brought to you by Lumi Lumi and Nuru massage. Nuru massage. <laughs> hey, you get a free one on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, October 1st at the Astor. Who's... In brain, Melbourne. In Melbourne. Whose brainchild yeah. was this? Yeah, uh, Chubble Street. Yeah, whose brainchild was this? Was this your you know, creation from the start or did they ask you to partner? Um, w- I guess, well, I mean, it was my idea. To, I wouldn't say it's my creation because I kind of um, got inspiration from the Melbourne movie markets that yep. used to happen, what was it, like three, four years ago? Yeah. Think, yeah, pre-COVID. That started off as the Fitzroy Film Fair. Yes. Yeah. Then the when the, at the Luau. Yeah, and when right. the Luau closed down. Moved to the Astor. It moved to the Astor and became the Melbourne Movie Market. Was it which some- is obviously a, a much better space? Was it than the Luau? somewhere before mm. the Luau though? I have a funny feeling no, there's another this venue involved because it was started by Josh Collins, who owns the Luau and still owns it to this I day. I thought it was Stuart Simpson. No, Stu. Uh, Josh asked Stu to come in and help. Right. With it, gotcha. but it was Josh. Josh's uh, baby. It yeah. was his venue, and it was always fun. It's always fun. Got uh, like Ben has mentioned on the show before. Got my son on stage with a porn star. Yeah, that was fantastic. I picked up a copy of uh, <laughs> Roadhouse Two. <laughs> Couldn't uh, give away a copy of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Yeah, <laughs> it was free. Like it was, it, no one took it. Yeah. No. Nah, anyway, <laughs> you threw it at them and they threw it right back. <laughs> So if we were to get to know you, Joel, there's a lot of listeners here that probably haven't heard of you. I know that our rusted on listeners definitely have. What are some of your favourite movies in general? Go. So I've been. Th- <laughs> and if we disagree, we've got like this giant lever. Yeah. It's like the Graham Norton show. <laughs> yeah. We pull it and your chair flies back. The Dr. Evil. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Very <laughs> badly burnt. Or that, yeah. <laughs> No, I, I did think about this for the for a while on the car ride up here, mm-hmm. and I, I can only, I have one favorite film. Yep, 
But I don't really have like a top five or a top No, that's three. cool. One is better than, you know, a top five, to be honest with you. Because most people say, oh, you can't just pick one. And you yeah. come to the desk saying, I've only got one. I could There's got to be, have trouble there with There has 100. to at least be one. I, yeah. I can never understand when someone doesn't have a specific one favourite movie. Yeah. I guess each to their own. I mean, it's the blind side, but okay. <laughs> Especially when she cries. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. No, just when she, when she walks around in that tight skirt and all of the... That's when Ben cries. Something cries. Something, <laughs> something weeps. I'm not going to say what. Right. You know, what has one eye and weeps? <laughs> ben Helwig during <laughs> The Blind Side with Sandra Bullock. So your your favourite is? John Carpenter's The Thing. The Thing, easily. Yeah, yeah that's a good one, man. It's, um, I would have guessed it, but... I was going to shout... Obvious. I was going to shout, wrong, pick again. <laughs> <laughs> like, with whatever you said, but unfortunately, I can't even... I can't do it with, with that one. It's too good. Fine, scary movie too. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, pick again. <laughs> but most people of our generation that revolve around the film circle, we do... John Carpenter is probably going to be in most... Yeah, you know, it's a pretty easy tens. answer. Mm. Yeah. No, um, but, I mean, I guess there's a reason for it. <laughs> there is? There is a reason, like... So many oh, people I was going to say, John there's Carpenter. a reason I like it. I'm not telling you. <laughs> oh, you'd want to, you'd want to assume there is a good reason why I like it. But yeah, it's like, I don't know. I could go on and on. Is it because there's no women in there? Yeah, yeah mostly. <laughs> because there's a bunch of dudes hanging around in a in an enclosed space, just yeah. having, having a good time, having a good time. Yeah. What disappoints me is that none of them have their shirts off. Yeah. Like it's, that, you can clearly tell that it doesn't star Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Imagine the nips. They'd be like, you know. Whew. Yeah, it'd be cutting, cutting glass. <laughs> Cut glass with those things. Or ice. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you fish. You just put someone on the ground like a compass and spin them around. <laughs> McCready, get them nips out. You know who was in, you know who was in, um, in the thing, friend of the show? He was one of the Norwegians. Good old Norbert Weiser. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that's right. He was it when they, right at the start. Yep. Which is what the... Uh, the is he the guy that botches the, the, the sequel? The sequel's about that, yeah. The reboot, prequel. or the is it a, yeah, prequel. It's a prequel? Yeah. yeah. Is, is, is he play the guy that botches the grenade throw? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Which you, is the funniest scene? In well, the movie. you've watched this more than us, given that it's your number one. I can't remember <laughs> that part at the beginning. I can't I don't remember a grenade because they, they they try and keep them away, don't they? They're trying to. Well, they try. Yeah, to, well, they're, they're chasing the dog. The dog, to the yeah. Outpost. Yeah. And uh, one of the Norwegians goes to pull a pin, and he absolutely. <clears throat> Watches the throw and end up running away from it and blows up. I would love it if that was him. He's, yeah, he's, that would be great. he's a bit of a legend. Anyway, let's move on. Let's throw it to Jarrett and then um, we'll just make up the rest of the show after that. <laughs> that was a smooth segue. Hey, this is Jarrett and welcome to PE class. I'm going to start this week with some news. Universal Sony Pictures Home Entertainment are going to release the 1976 version of King Kong. The one with Jessica Lange and Jeff Bridges and some incredible special effects art by Rick Baker. This one's coming from the Studio Canal catalogue and it's coming out on 4K Ultra HD. It's coming out December 7. Now a week earlier on November 30, Roadshow from the Warner catalogue are releasing Casablanca on 4K Ultra HD. Then moving on to this week's releases, first up we've got Roadshow. And from the Warner catalogue, Roadshow are releasing Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. It's coming out in all the formats, 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray and DVD. The 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray do have special features, there's four featurettes and a music video. And the 4K Ultra HD also has Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos. Now the next one you can file under what the fuck happened to John Cusack because Cusack returns in yet another DTV actioner this week opposite Emile Hirsch. The film's titled Pursuit and it looks fucking awful. 
Then moving on to Umbrella. Umbrella releasing one of the last Bruce Willis DTV action films. It's only coming out on DVD, which is probably a good thing. It's titled Wrong Place and it co-stars the Twilight franchise's Ashley Green. Then also out from Umbrella this week, the Aussie UK co-production Falling for Figaro. A rom-com with Danielle McDonald and Joanna Lumley, and that one's coming out on DVD only also. It seems DVD only is the flavour of the week because Acor Media are also releasing three titles from the Shutter Originals catalogue and they're only getting DVD releases, no Blu-ray releases this time around, which is unusual because in the past they've done Blu-ray and DVD. Anyway, they didn't skimp on special features at the very least. Those titles are They Live in the Grey, The Last Thing Mary Saw, and Hellbender. Anyway, that's it for me for this week, so until next time, stay physical. <laughs> ah, there we go. Thank you to Jarrett for that. And uh, Elvis is coming out this week, Ben. Have you had a chance to reconsider that? Nope. <laughs> Do you think it sucks? Sorry, yeah. Baz. I did hear a very interesting thing that Baz Luhrmann said about that because a few of the critics were coming at him saying, this is not Elvis's story. Like, you've taken a lot of liberties in the Latin. And he, he was right, though. He goes, yeah, well, you know, Shakespeare's Richard the Third or Fifth or whatever, that's not an accurate, true story of the real Richard, you know. Same thing. Although, comparing yourself to Shakespeare is a bit of a... Yeah, that's yeah. a bit of a stretch there, Baz. <laughs> but I get his point, though. Like, his is much more of a... It's a fantasy of Elvis, isn't it? Yeah, but the whole thing is that it's supposed to be the story of Colonel Tom Parker. Or I suppose, no, it kind of portrays it like it is. It's, just, it's fucking all over the place. I don't <laughs> like it. I don't, I don't like that we're talking about it. I don't like it. I'm looking forward to watching it again from like the seat of my lounge room because I, I think I'm going to have a lot more fun with it this time, knowing what to expect. You'll be rocking out with your cock out <laughs> to Elvis. <laughs> okay. For all those, all of those the zoom-ins of the crotches of the yes. pork swords, as they say in Juno. <laughs> a lot of pork swords. Yeah, they don't say that in Elvis, though, do they? No, no. they don't, no. <laughs> but, like, I mean, he spends a lot of time... They talk about it. They talk about all the thrusting, how all the thrusting would give women orgasms <laughs> and a couple of fellas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cody Smith-McPhee, I think, has a... He faints. He does. That's He's weird. He's an odd duck. He certainly is. He plays, like, every child cowboy in every movie. That's true. He likes his spurs. Like, he's a, he's, <laughs> I don't know why if they if they if they cast a live action uh, Buzz Lightyear, Cody Smith McPhee would be a pretty good live action. He'd be a Woody. good Woody. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he totally would. Yeah, there's a snake. In <laughs> he's white. <laughs> he's white. Oh, I mean, shit. Colin Hanks would have been the best, but uh, he's probably too old for it now. If you can't get Colin Hanks. Yep. Cody Smith McPhee. Yep, and let's get Colin to dub it. I'd love to hear Colin Colin Hanks do an impression of Tom Hanks. Oh, that'd be they'd probably do it at the dinner table. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just reckon it would be it'd be really good. <laughs> is he is he um is he taking off his dad or his uncle? That's the question. Well yeah, that's it. Well his dad's it, just doing an impression yeah, of his uncle. Yeah, I was gonna say that's if his, his dad's old... offended, he can always, you know, yeah. divert the blame. That's oh, a, far out. Yeah, the star of Buford's Beach House Bunnies. Right <laughs> so I want to I know some things about um, you guys and the way you buy movies and, and import and all that kind of stuff. Joel, like as someone that does import movies, what's the rarest one you've come across? Rarest one? Oh, that's not, a, a, not an easy question to yeah, conjure off the top of your head. a tough one because there's so many releases I've... Well, what? Okay, maybe re. Touch, I'll reframe it. Yes. Um, what's the most someone's paid for a movie? On my website, sure. Just for a single movie. I think it would have been. 
maybe that two, was it two hundred and thirty dollars would it for the yeah the it, probably for the all the Hornsby Hours yeah. box set. I think that one was two eighty at one point. Well, that's so. not bad. I mean, I've, I've spent more than that back yeah. in the DVD days. Yeah, and I just had that one on sale as well. I think people are really keeping all that the Hornsby the the folklore box set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that's been on sale, has it? I just put that well then, what sale, what so. if if you can recall? I think it's gone now. What's the biggest for it to drop. purchase? Like, is in in a dollar amount, like just a bundle like, or whatever. I like that this is, like basically what you're doing, right? You're talking to the crack dealer. <laughs> how, how much money do about? you make? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, as how, many, you've, how many people's what's the most lives you've ever charged for crack? Well, how many people's lives have you ruined? I was about to say, as someone that does this for a living, what's it like to have people you know keep them on the poverty line and all that kind of stuff? Because I mean, how much do you, how much do you enjoy it? Oh, I'm the I'm the destroyer of worlds. How, how much? How much do you enjoy it when you see on eBay <laughs> the price of something has gone up because it's sold out from the distributor, and you've got a copy, and that you've just taken off the shop to keep for yourself, and uh, then you get all those emails of people begging for a copy. How much do you enjoy that? <laughs> oh, what's that? The drive box? Oh, I'm sold out, man. Sorry, that big one's gone. Yeah, what? it's oh, going up to two hundred bucks on the web. Is it? Oh, yeah, interesting. I'm you're like sitting on scotch, like, scotch whiskey, <laughs> yeah. sitting on a throne. You're of loading it up on sets. Yeah, you're loading it up on eBay. Oh, two hundred and fifty. See what happens. I've seen that box set at your place countless times. Oh, I always thought nah, I'll get it next time. Now it's gone. Every time I clean up the place, I just find one just under the table. <laughs> <laughs> you should bundle movies with whiskey, like just as a bit yes. of a you know a bit of a bonus. Help you forget to help you forget how much money you've just spent <laughs> All right, well, I'll, I'll on something that you'll never put in the player. Like you want to keep it wrapped and you got to keep fresh. it wrapped. You have to just stare at it on your shelf. Once it's upon a time, I understood. I would have understood that. I don't anymore. The funny thing is, I opened up. I picked up uh, the Hills Have Eyes, and I thought I oh, I need to grab the trailer mm. for this thing I'm working on. And it, of course, I opened it up, and I'm like, oh, try this is 4K. <laughs> I cannot, I cannot load this on my computer. Oh no! I can't, I can't rip this. No, and you haven't got the means and, to reseal it. And so, not only did I fail in my mission to, yeah, not only did I fail <laughs> my mission to rip the trailer, I also opened it. <laughs> you need to so get yourself a, a shrink wrapper, my be friend. Mint again. Did you get this from me? <laughs> no. Why not? <laughs> uh, I didn't get it from I you because, uh, yeah, because <laughs> uh, I, I, I went to the enemy. Because Amazon's cheaper and free shipping. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. You sound like an old video store guy when uh, when Netflix came along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, oh, was, usually, that was me once upon a time. <laughs> usually, Don Gen Zs and then yeah. Netflix. <laughs> usually, I will avoid Amazon if I know you've got it, even if it is cheaper, which often it isn't. But there was a ridiculous sale that they did. It wasn't the Black Friday sale, but it was something weird. And there are a couple of those Arrow box sets that were like half price. Yeah. No, I know, I, exactly. like, well, I know exactly what sale. If it's going to be half price, I'll buy it. Yeah, I get that. But, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I am I'll the problem. I'll let it slide on this. I am the problem. I freely instance. admit it. <laughs> <laughs> I've completely... I am why we can't have I've completely things. stopped collecting things. Like, when I was in my 20s, say why. I blew all my money on things. Like, my great-grandfather passed away and left me a small inheritance and it went on VHS. Like, boom. Like, within six months, I'd blown it all. And I just, yeah, I, I 
I'm still trying to catch up financially. <laughs> That's yeah. the problem. Like you keep telling yourself, I'll pay it back. I'm still paying back that inheritance. It's been 20 years. I'm looking at like the way people buy. Like you'd be, this is a compliment to you. You'd be surprised how many people I know that know you that you probably don't really. Know. Yeah. So um, oh. I'm not going to name these people, but I've had like someone that. Petey, Marco, Jono. <laughs> All the data. Sure. <laughs> Someone I work with goes to me, she sent me a photo, goes, Look what I just got got from Joel Brady. I'm like, you know, I love that you say that as if you know I know him. Like because yeah. otherwise you'd be like, Who the fuck is that? <laughs> right? And I'm like, how do you know you know him because you buy stuff? And there's someone else I know from like Dubbo that's like, you know, oh I got this from Joel or Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So dude, your name gets thrown around a lot. So take that as a compliment. You're a mover and a shaker. I'm in the scene. I'm certainly not buying from you because I, I am I'm like to. a virus. <laughs> it's one of those things, you know. Like I was thinking about it the other day. I I, I do spend a lot of time looking at uh, my various bank accounts <laughs> to see how my savings and stuff are going, and yep. try and figure out where my, I'm blowing all my my money. And I've got this. I did the uh, barefoot investor thing. So I've got one of my one of my accounts is is called a smile account. And the, the smile account, you're supposed to put away uh, 10% of your income every week. Your pay goes into that account, saving up for like a big holiday. Now, my account has been sitting at the same level. <laughs> and I I swear to God, I put this 10% away every week. It has not grown <laughs> from that. Like I got up to about three grand. I'm like, that's great. I cannot get to four. You it know, just what you need to I do constantly. Every time I go to your to, to your place, I uh, I don't have any money. I, was, I don't I have any waiting, actual money. I was waiting for the bit where it's my fault. <laughs> yeah. You need to cryogenically freeze you. yourself, wake up in a thousand years, and the interest on that would be nice. Well, at the, at the moment, the interest is like zero point zero one percent from the old bank. So <laughs> profits, profit. Be, like that used to be the joke. Do you remember when you had like a dollar amount account? Oh, as, I do. As a kid, yeah, and you'd kind of get your. Like I had like five dollars in there that I just kind of forgot about, mm-hmm. and I but I the Commonwealth Bank would keep sending me the statements in the mail, and I look <laughs> yeah. at it and it'd be like, interest twenty cents, account keeping fees twenty one cents. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was more interested in the little the tin that they the give tin, you that's yeah. uh, shaped like a little bank. Yeah, <laughs> that was they fun. Just wanted the stuff. Yeah, that was worth more than what's in the bank account. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like who who's putting money? Like especially when you're in a kid in primary school, mm-hmm. like. When there's things like canteens. Yeah, I know. And there's like little mini and pizzas to be buying. To be buying. And toy, like Toy World was a, was around. <laughs> hey, Ben. All right. So if you look around this room that we're in, there is there are two things in here that are my most prized possessions. Can you figure out what they are? They've been with me for about 25 years. And the funny thing is, as much as I love them and I take them with me everywhere, I like, as, like I a, could easily get rid of them. Like I, They're not that precious to me and yet... They're the things that I just, at the moment, bring with me everywhere. Uh, I'm going to hesitate a guess and say the Army of Darkness poster behind you. No. Uh, you, you're kind of in the right direction. You're in the same ballpark. Is it the boobies? No. Is it? <laughs> I'm trying to think. I need to... This is like, thrilling entertainment. The problem is, is that the movies around <laughs> are actually too good. No, I'm talking about the Hellraiser and the Warlock posters. And how did I know it was going to be... I was like, what's the shittest one? <laughs> Hellraiser 3. Well, it's uh, it's my little um, Anthony Hickox double bill. And yeah. as um, Peter well, Atkins as... Peter Atkins pointed out to me, it's also a Paula Marshall double bill. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, And I mean, I should have known yeah. because it's not even Warlock. It's Warlock Armageddon. Damn straight. 
It's the sequel. It is number three of Hellraiser and number two of Warlock. Warlock. And if you look at them composition-wise, they're the same poster. And of course, as a good podcast host will do, he'll point something out that's behind them so that they're talking off mic. Off mic. <laughs> <laughs> well planned out. And a visual. And a, a visual. visual reference for, for those people listening at home. You know? See, my guess was going to be the Grown Ups 2 poster you have behind you. The, one, <laughs> the, big, the big one sheet you've framed. I do love Grown Ups 2. Uh, I wish they'd do a number three. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Grown Ups 2 is excellent. Yes. What upsets me, though, is because it's a Netflix movie, there is no like Hubie mm. Halloween poster. Yes, but you see what uh, Joel did there. He tried to insult me, not realizing how no, much we yeah. appreciate something like that. Can, can you not see? You can't really see because oh, it's covered by a wall. My wall behind that is all number two posters, like all the way across. Oh, wow. Yes. So, <laughs> jokes on you, my friend. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? It's Gedma here again from ScreenRealm.com. Once again, back to give you guys a bit of movie news updates and to remind you to visit ScreenRealm.com now and then. We've got the latest trailers, release schedules, and a lot more. Be sure to also go to ScreenRealm on YouTube. We're ramping up our video channel. Director Paul Greengrass is known for a number of tense films based on real-life events and situations. Bloody Sunday, United 93, Captain Phillips, and 22nd July. He also directed The Bourne Ultimatum and The Bourne Supremacy. And now he signed up to adapt, direct, and produce an adaptation of Fairy Tale a best-selling novel by Stephen King. As first reported by Deadline, the story follows a 17-year-old boy who inherits the keys to a terrifying world where good and evil are at war. The stakes could not be higher for that world and ours as he journeys into the mythic roots of human storytelling. Stephen King himself is quite happy with having Greengrass on board, granting the filmmaker the option for $1 against a healthy back-end. A Matthew McConaughey starring Project a soccer film titled Dallas Sting has been scrapped just around six weeks before production was set to start. The Hollywood Reporter reports that Skydance and the producers received disturbing allegations surrounding aspects of the true story on which the drama was based. That investigation led Skydance and the producers to pull the plug. Dallas Sting was to be directed by the Falcon and the Winter Soldier's Carrie Scoglin and was to be set in 1984 telling the true story of a Dallas girls soccer team that traveled to China and against the odds defeated some of the best women's teams in the world. McConaughey was going to be playing the coach. Stranger Things actor David Harbour is going to be starring in a Gran Turismo movie based on the best-selling, hugely popular video game franchise about racing cars. According to Hollywood Reporter Neil Blomkamp, best known for sci-fi films like District 9 and Elysium, is going to be directing the film with a screenplay by Jason Hall, American Sniper, and Zach Balin, King Richard. The film is to be based on a true story and is being described as the ultimate wish fulfillment tale of a teenage Gran Turismo player whose gaming skills won him a series of Nissan competitions to become an actual professional race car driver. David Harbour will be on board as a retired driver teaching the teen to drive. As of now, the film titled Turismo will be hitting US cinemas on August 11, 2023. That about does it for me guys, once again thanks for having me. As I said before, head to Screen Realm on YouTube. Yours truly has a video review up for a dark horror comedy called Bodies Bodies Bodies, which I quite enjoyed, as well as an interview with writer-director Christopher Hatton about his horror film titled Raven's Hollow, focusing on Edgar Allan Poe, heading to Shudder on September 22nd. Thanks again, catch you next week.
Ben, you chose that song. Why? Because uh, it's from a movie. You let me choose the song, uh, the songs this week after my, after I whinged about it last <laughs> week. And uh, but then because the theme of the show was collectibles, or <laughs> or and like in my head it was like collectibles equals fandom. Mm. So I picked two films that featured fans of films. Right. So two songs. You two, really two songs put too much thought into that. 
that featured fa- like I was going to do something from fanboys, and I was like, no, I don't really like fanboys. I'm not yeah. going to do that. So I thought, well, I like summer school, <laughs> and I like Morgan Stewart's coming home. I'm I'm a fan of summer school. There's the connection. And uh, <laughs> Rapture does feature in the soundtrack of that. And I mean, who doesn't love Blondie? And Rapture is like a fantastic song. It's also kind of responsible for um, like I think is Blondie the first the first white white band to rap, and that it oh. happens in Rapture. Maybe she does it in French. Surely the Beastie Boys got there first. I think Blondie predate the Beastie. Well, they do as a band, but I think Rapture might not. Whatever. But there's there's something. There's something about Rapture that is historic. Like it's the rap thing. It's the rap thing in Rapture is somehow the first of something. It's significant in one way or another. That's a homework for the listener. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like it's that scene in. um, (laughs) This is a shout out to Jack Sheewan. Yeah, that scene in Kung Pao Chicken where. uh, yeah. Not Kung Pao Chicken, <laughs> Kung Pao, Legend of the Fist or whatever it is. When he does that, uh, he told him something of significance. It will be significant. <laughs> well, I could really go some Kung Pao Chicken right now. <laughs> I some Kung Pao Chicken. Yeah. I feel like chicken tonight. I don't even know what Kung Pao Chicken is, but it sounds good. Yeah, it's, it's something they have in movies a lot. Yeah. Mm. It's like egg rolls. You're like, oh, I don't know if I've had an egg roll. Probably. Yeah, I don't even know what it is. I just know I want it. I mean, it's one of the things that I find <laughs> odd tangent. Yep. Like, I eat a lot of chicken. <laughs> and for the most part, I just grill it. I just have, I don't. And then when, on the occasion that I do, you know, have like a schnitzel or a Kung Pao chicken or, you know, whatever <laughs> other fancy kind of chicken, I'm like, it tastes good. But does it taste as good as the extra effort involved in making it does from the just the grilling it? <laughs> and the answer is... Ninety nine point nine five percent of the time, no. Oh, look, it's a. We'll have to. Uh, I'll take issue with that, but we can probably have that on another conversation. That's on, on, our, on our cooking podcast. Yeah, I was going to say our spin off show. <laughs> In the works, people. Two thousand twenty three coming at you. <laughs> Glenn and Ben talk food. Ben can't eat any of it. Interesting thing uh, that um, Guillermo mentioned there was uh, Neil Blomkamp doing Gran Turismo movie. That's pretty cool. On the computer game. Yeah, well, he's uh, making a movie of it. He's adapting of the game. It. Yeah. It's just called uh, Turismo. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and when you go, it's like 40X. So you all sit in the seats and they give you the... the they just put the... It's like you're all playing the, Wii. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I'm not a big fan of uh, computer game adaptations, but I think Neil Blomkamp doing that one, well, I mean, I, there's, there's a little bit of credibility there. I just hope it means that uh, Charlie... What's his name? Charlie, Charlene Copley... Yeah, yeah, the dude from Beast. Yeah, the dude from Beast. <laughs> oh, that, that just means he's going to be in it. Yeah, well, I hope so. Um, may, uh, I hope we can get Neil back on the show. That'd be good. Yeah, because uh, you went to school with him, <laughs> didn't you, Neil? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who are you again? <laughs> Glenn? Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I'm going to throw it back at you, though. Some exciting news uh, happened last week, Ben, and the MonsterFest dates have been announced. They have been indeed. Um, what are those dates, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> it's the last week of November, first week of December for Melbourne. Wouldn't be uh, November twenty fourth to December fourth. That's it. Well, you have a lot of faith and, in me. Uh, <laughs> and the, the Friday after that, uh, for that weekend, is when it starts interstate playing in uh, Brisbane, Adelaide, Sydney, and Perth from December eighth to the eleventh. That's correct. Or and 
I believe. Oh, we haven't announced that yet. So. <laughs> I was going to say, any, to, anything else you can tell us? About to drop something that I uh, shouldn't have. What if you say it and we censor it? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> that, I, that gets promised a lot and it just ends up on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of faith in me. No. Let's put it that way. And nor should he. <laughs> I keep forgetting to look over and check that we're recording. And if if the, if the light's on, <laughs> then... Uh, yeah, he forgets when I hit stop and... The thing that I don't understand is the ones that he does properly, Joel, <laughs> get like, you know, 600,000 views. The ones of me embarrassing myself don't get that many views, yet he keeps doing them. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as if he enjoys it. <laughs> you don't even get on TikTok. How do you know? No, I don't know. I... <laughs> I mean, I, look, I get on TikTok, but in the way that makes sense, the perv way. Well, yeah, because you just go to the link to OnlyFans. Yeah. The spicy talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Far out. The, um, boomer, the jiggle boomerangs. Actually, I've got another question for you, Joel. All the inventory that you've got, the stuff that you import, how many films do you actually have in a personal collection of your own? <laughs> It's pretty. It's a pretty decent collection. Like yeah, it's a, it, I mean, I've seen it. I've narrowed. I narrowed it down a bit. A lot of the DVDs are like hiding in like crevices and you know, yeah. like shell up cupboards and whatnot. What would you say? Like from just the Blu-ray, maybe thousand five hundred. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd say like easily over a thousand. Yeah, there you go. Significant uh, DVDs, probably but, like four thousand. So wow, maybe, that, that's maybe three thousand. Definitely significant. I mean, it's but the Blu-rays too. A lot of them are box sets. That's the, the yeah. That's the, another thing. Um, I guess if you count there's the a lot films. of fancy and a lot of fancy packaging. Yeah. So what's the temptation like when you import cool stuff and you just like? Oh, oh god, it's yeah. gotten out of hand recently. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you? Uh, what's the uh, phrase? Do you get high on your own supply? Oh, I do definitely. <laughs> I, I heavily smoke that. <laughs> Is it a case of? I mean, so I do don't you have a copy of the I drive? Look, Oh, of course. I have seven. <laughs> I don't want to like, you know, get, you know, and pick your brain too much about this kind of stuff, but I am just curious. No, no. So like you, it. let's say so, you've got some stuff on your website. It's not selling. Do you think to yourself, yeah, just skim off the top. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Or yeah, you know, I'll, I'll drop the price or I might give it to a mate or something. But um, yeah. other than that, it's going in my shelf. There's no such <laughs> thing as like um, sale or return, like uh, the old video store days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Dude, it's awesome what you're doing. <laughs> I'm hoping people are buying them though, like cause, you know. Although, if I was you, I'd just hope secretly that buy two of everything so that <laughs> you can always skip. <laughs> well, the fir- maybe like first year, I would barely take anything for myself. Yeah, I obviously wanted to sell as much as possible. Yeah, but it's gotten to the point where like sometimes half half the distributor order will be for me. <laughs> <laughs> So it's it's basically a big scam to get discounted prices for my own for your own collection, <laughs> <laughs> and you get the you get your customers to they basically pay for the shipping of the whole lot. Yeah, they, they cover the cost for for my movies. Yeah. So, so whenever, basically, I'm just a fraud. So whenever we have a, a giveaway for Dead End DVD, it's, it's it's always just from your own collection. Like, no, it's yeah. just. just <laughs> Found it on the couch <laughs> under the yeah. couch. I was like, yeah, I guess someone can have it. <laughs> I can tell you the the most successful giveaways we do on this show are yours. Really? Absolutely, for sure. We do a People... lot of different giveaways. We do, you know, um, cinema passes, driving passes, but dead end DVD always goes off. People love their their Blu-rays, yeah, yeah the, Rick... the boutique stuff. Ricky O went off. 
Like, people love Ricky O. Yeah, totally. And I, I don't blame them. That movie is awesome. It is off the charts. So, um, I'm going to fire a question to both of you here. Um, I'll go Ben first. Do you remember the first physical movie you purchased? Oh. In general. Like, it would Obviously, for you, it would be a VHS, no doubt. Yeah, it would be a VHS that I bought with my own money. I think it might have been... I think it might have been Breeders. Okay. The you know the horror movie yeah. the, the front cover had the two Peter girls Weller? with the no it's the two girls with the tentacle monster kind of coming after them it's got another name oh yeah I know what you're talking about um and I've bought it on Blu-ray yeah. from you since oh is okay, is it the I, Contagion one the, yeah like yeah, the, yeah. yeah it was originally something else like the it's got like um is it Troll three there's another title for it Troll yeah. three I think. I think there's even another title okay. as well. But it is, yeah, whatever that film is. Yeah. And I just, I bought it because I bought it from Blockbuster, X-Rental. Yeah, X good old was, X-Rental. it was, the cover was damaged, but I was just so excited to have been able to find a horror film. I'm quite surprised Blockbuster had it, to be honest with you, because they were always sort of a bit more mainstream and avoided horror. I know they had a policy with some horror that... Well, I mean, not, my they... favourite thing about Blockbuster was always that... Uh, it's a family store. We don't carry porn. Yeah. Yet we have the world's greatest erotic thriller set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I do remember like back in my first uh, job days was Movie Land. And we, yeah. we prided ourselves on the fact that we had a good horror section. We had a behind-the-counter adult section. Uh, and we always knew that Blockbuster had a policy. Like, they don't stock a certain percentage of R-rated films and yeah. and whatnot. So, I, was, I mean, that movie it would have shocked me to find that in the... X rental bin. My biggest, my biggest regret as a collector when I was a kid, uh, I used to go to uh, our family kind of video store was Movie Land in Oakley, and the guy who owned it, Claude, his name was Claude Boozeroo. <laughs> I know that because I interviewed him for like a grade six project, <laughs> and I was hoping that that would somehow get me a job there. Of course, I was in grade six, so that was never going to happen. <laughs> but he had a giant standee of the film Recruits, the CBS Fox film. Yeah, right. Which if you've ever seen that, it's a salacious standee. Mm. And I always, I <laughs> lusted after it. I always wanted it. Have you ever owned like big standees from video stores? Yeah, I've got a couple. Yeah? I've got uh, Scorpion King oh. for some reason. Like okay. I've got that one given to me. Uh, I've got I've got a big trouble in Little China. Oh, it's mate. the pride of my collection. Yeah. That I trade, I actually traded for that much later for a, a Beneath the Planet of the Apes Italian uh, one panel poster that was linen backed. Worth it. Um, and I've got a Bring It On. I've got a standee <laughs> for Bring It On. Have I ever told you the, the drunken story with the Matrix standee? Or was it Fight Club? No, it was Fight Club. Is this Club. the story of how you lost your virginity? <laughs> <laughs> to the standee? <laughs> to the standee. <laughs> <laughs> well, back in, back in the video store days, you know, when you're young and you're all working in, in that sort of industry, you're all mates and. A lot of them sort of uh, boarded together and they had a big house. It was like the video store house and it was party central every week. And one of them brought home the um, the Tyler Durden standee of Brad Pitt from Fight Club and pride of his collection because, you know, when you have a video store, everyone tries to steal these things. So yeah. he got it. He knew it would be worth a fortune in years to come. Had it sitting at the front of the house and I got so drunk and I'm a dickhead when I'm drunk. And How's that they're all, to no, they're all in the kitchen like <laughs> getting stoned or whatever. And I walk in thinking I'm the greatest thing on earth, holding Brad Pitt's face over my head going, oh, I'm Tyler Durden, because I'd ripped it off the fucking standee and oh. drunk, didn't know what I was doing, and pretending I'm in Fight Club and like 
the room just went silent. And I thought, come on, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, made some enemies that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lost some friends. Yeah. What about you though? What's um what's the first movie you purchased? Yeah, what uh, what uh, friend's uh, favorite uh, collectible have you destroyed while drunk, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> the guy that I did it with, uh, I'm still good mates with now. You met him, uh, good old Stewie Lord, oh. um, who came to the, the Pune party when we did that. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yes, first he was the guy I saw <laughs> while you were out of the room, like pissing into DVD cases. <laughs> yeah. That explains a lot now. <laughs> Like, why is he doing that? Uh, maybe it's a, I thought maybe it was a good movie. It was a uh, fake Shemp ritual. <laughs> All makes sense now. <laughs> so either you can tell us a story about the first thing you uh, purchased or the first thing you pissed on. Hmm. <laughs> pissed on? <laughs> Probably myself. <laughs> um, Women no. don't understand. Sometimes you just can't control the stream. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of apologizing for it. You know, sometimes when you try to hit the ceiling. <laughs> That's my, my favorite. One of my favorite you, scenes you of all a little time. Too high and you know, in, you in right movies in is that is that one of the that opening scene of Forty Year Old Virgin where he he goes to take a piss with the erection and just <laughs> <laughs> hits himself in the face. Yeah. It's a magical scene. Oh, there's a scene in Hot Chick when. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm peeing with my penis. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's like a, it's like a I feel like you're dodging the question. No, with Blu-ray, I can answer it with Blu-ray. Yeah, I, I would not be able to remember with DVD. Never been big into VHS. Yeah, right. With Blu-ray, it was definitely Lars von Trier's Antichrist. Wow. I know. Wow. <laughs> Did that come so. with a, a, a pair of scissors? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, zoom function on the Blu-ray remote control got a lot of use that day. <laughs> I remember like it was yesterday. I was in. Um, I think it was year 10 in a media class and I was looking up all the, wait, can we swear on this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I can swear on this. <laughs> We're literally talking about penises. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. <laughs> Pissing everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I was I was looking up all the, the most like fucked up movies mm-hmm. ever made. Yeah. And obviously the one of the big ones that came out was Antichrist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to brag to all my friends that I have... One of the most disturbing movies ever on yep. Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. So I finally got it. I had it at the top of my shelf with a bunch of DVDs and like some Xbox games and stuff. Just one little Blu-ray of Antichrist. <laughs> I think I had that, just that, for maybe four months or something until I got like a couple others. Like Another um another guest to make us feel really old in year 10 when that came out. Yeah. <laughs> we were like fully fledged adults. <laughs> oh, it was, I was already, it was out already for, over it. I think like, it was yeah. out for a while. It was like, this is no cannibal it. holocaust. <laughs> 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 but we've all been through that phase where we have to outgross everyone with a, a movie in our collection, yeah. whether it was cannibal holocaust or one of those Mondo movies. <laughs> Good times. My first purchase was um Dead Bang. Go figure. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a ex-rental from Greensboro. So. I do actually, I remember my first DVD, mm. which I bought because I was kind of, I was pretty anti-DVD. Like yeah. I was, I'd, I'd invested a lot of money and time into VHS. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, the quality's not that much I resisted for a while too. On my shitty little CRT TV. So I don't know what people are talking about. But I did go down, there was, a, there used to be this import place in Box Hill run by this woman, Teresa, who got raided by the police and shut down yeah. <laughs> back in the day because it was a big deal. Mm. But um, I went in there because like friends had t- kept telling me that, oh, no, you've got to see the stuff that's there. And I was like, oh, you know, DVDs, 
DVDs for losers. Like, I don't care. <laughs> and I went down and they had that fat two-disc box of Big Trouble Little China. Mm. And like th- there and then, she, I didn't... I didn't even have a DVD player. She was selling DVD players that would play multi-zone DVDs. It was a high-tech DVD player. I bought that. I bought um, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. I think I may have bought Blade 2, which had just come out. Right. And I like, I literally I got home with Blade 2 because it was at the cinemas at the time. That was the thing. I put it on. I watched about the, the opening five minutes of Blade 2. I stopped it and I went to, to Chatty Hoyt's to watch it on the <laughs> This movie is too fucking good not, yeah, to, see awesome. not to see the cinemas. Yeah. Do you remember like the biggest complaint when DVD first came along and replaced VHS was the black bars at the top and the bottom? Yeah. Like, everyone's complaining. Like, I'm not getting the full movie. I, I remember a friend of mine <laughs> A friend of mine went to uh, TAFE and he did uh, like a like film appreciation, film studies, whatever the TAFE equivalent of that is. Yeah. And they were talking about the auteur theory, and she's like, and the t- the lecturer's like, so can you name some things that you know, maybe some of the tropes of like an auteur? And one we put well, this old, this uh, say old, yeah. At the t- she was probably <laughs> in her thirties, like yeah. just a mature age student or late twenties even. She put her hand up, and uh, she was like, oh, you know, when they've got the black bars on the top and the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> My friends like the lecturer was like, just kind of looked at her and just went. Uh, no, that's the, just the view. That's yeah, the aspect ratio. That's the movie. <laughs> Imagine a cinema screen, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Like your TV isn't the same shape. Trying to explain that to people, like the what the black bars represent, because particularly when I think it was the inside of Michael Mann, that was on VHS, Michael yeah. Mann insisted that every release of that was in widescreen. Well, that's because people... When you've, got, when you've got a television that's like 4.3, like... Well, that's it. No one really understands the pain of the... Four three widescreen release <laughs> yeah. because you literally it was like a fifty fifty ratio between black at the top and the bottom and the picture yeah and you had to kind of sit on the TV. Well, that's but it. Then, do you remember back then you could actually get widescreen TVs? Yeah, I had one. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. That was like you're like yeah, look at this. <laughs> like I don't have to zoom in and and crop the sides. <laughs> I get the whole picture. But I always laugh that people didn't realise that what they were preferring is less picture. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Alrighty, let's see what the Boneheads have come up with. I have a funny feeling it might be Munchie related. Let's hope so. (laughs) Welcome to Bonehead Weekly Fun Size. As you can look across my room, I have spent a lot of time collecting shit. I don't know about you gentlemen, but I have some shit. I mean, I've got a lot of books behind me. Yeah, but you don't read. I have some shit that costs me money, time, tears, and sacrifice. But I love my shit. Which one of you all wants to go first telling about the hardest story about something you collected, movie-wise? So, I'll go. Because as I know, as I believe, there's only three of these in the world right now. And it's one of my it's one of my treasured <laughs> items that I have. You have got to let one of those Olsen girls go. You're going to prison. <laughs> <laughs> They're of age now, Chet. James, yeah. you no. still can't imprison them. No, no, that's not how that works at all. It's from doing this show. We got to interview Michael Moore, frame, famous prop maker. Not uh, that those, other not Michael bowling Moore. for Columbine, Michael. No, uh, no he doesn't no, make props worth anything. Uh, he worked on Beetlejuice. He worked on every single Star Trek. Uh, still is working on every single Star Trek. But one of my favorite movies as a kid was a knockoff of Gremlins B-movie called Munchies. 
behind me, and even though it's in the dark, I actually got to go to Los Angeles uh, for work one day, and I, I wrote him and said, hey, would it be okay if I came and saw your studio? Took me to his studio, and as I got to see, I got to I got to hold some props from movies that I never thought I'd ever be able to do, and that alone was worth the trip. But then he surprised me with a resin mold of the original Munchie's puppet, and it's stick it's stuck behind me on my cabinet. I look at it every day and smile. And to my knowledge, there's only three of them in the world: one for me, one for Joe, and one for James. It is still one of the happiest memories I have, not only of my adulthood but probably my entire life. And I I, I just love it to no to no end. Yeah, no, with mine's over there on the shelf too. I I was trying to think because I've been collecting one sheet theatrical movie posters for many many years, and both of them now I started when I was seventeen, and I have several that are worth some money. I have an original one sheet for Star Wars, an original one sheet for Empire. Hell, I even have a day bill for House of Usher that's signed by Corman when I met Roger Corman. But my Dawn of the Dead with most of the cast that I have actually met and then Romero, and then I got to interview Romero, and it's still one of the best interviews that I personally think I've ever done. And one of my favorite hour moments, it's on YouTube. Check it out. You can complain later about how I suck. It's okay. It doesn't matter. I love it. In my head, I, in fact, sometimes I go back to watch it, and I don't because I was like, I love that poster. Christy, uh, my wife, used to call it Joe's Big Dick Poster. And one of the cases that it, what that means is when I would take it out at a convention, people would stop to look at it. People would stop. And because it's so fragile and I, I treasure it. I want to say it's encased in carbonite, but okay. You know, mine's only, I, I know, I know we're doing this for a movie themed podcast. These, are, these guys are linked to several movies. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. Probably one of my all time favorite collectibles that I con Joe into driving several states for. It was and so then fun. on top of that, I had to go back and get it signed by somebody else. So, there is an issue of Daredevil, which has been made into a movie, so I'm still going to say it counts, uh, that was written by my favorite all-time author, who sued James Cameron because he stole Terminator from him. Harlan Ellison wrote an issue of Daredevil. Now, I had Harlan Ellison sign it, but I knew in my heart of hearts it wasn't enough to have Harlan Ellison sign it, which was my dream, because I love comics, I love Harlan Ellison, but I had to have Stan Lee sign it, and I did manage to get both of them to sign it before, sadly, both of them passed away. My favorite memory of this is Under mysterious were... circumstances after they met James Thomas. That's all I'm going to say. Welcome think... to our new true crime podcast. If it gets a view, sure, but I, they were both in their 80s, I don't think. Anyway, but my favorite memory of having it signed is Harlan Ellison signed it in a very obvious area. And when Stan Lee went to sign it, he goes, of course, Harlan signed it there <laughs> and then signed it, passed it back. But I love it. It's it, Daredevil 208. If you've never read it, it is a great story if you're a Daredevil fan. Only indirectly linked to movies, but it's my favorite collectible of all time. That's what I got. I, I loved it. A lot, of, a lot went into it. And I got punched in the stomach for it. And if you buy well us worked. a drink, we'll tell you the story. This has been Bonehead Weekly Thumb Size. That's pretty amazing. I wonder if those guys know how lucky they are living in America with that sort of shit. Do you ever wonder? Like, you know, we fucking have to pay extra money for freight and stuff, and those guys can just sort of rock up to a fucking... They, just, yeah. they don't have to sit on a plane for 13 hours to get that cool shit. <laughs> That's right. They just, like, they just go around the corner. That's it. And I mean, that's a good story and all because like Munchies is great, but I'm pretty sure you prefer Munchie, right? <laughs> the Jumanowski exactly. original. Classic. <laughs> or sequel. Well, they call it a sequel, don't they? Because then there's a, a third one as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I mean, Jim Wynorski for a long time, really, like he did a couple of, he had a couple of originals, kind of, like his first one. But other than that, most of his films have either been remakes or sequels. <laughs> like the best remake or sequel of the <laughs> of the series. But yeah, he was always king of king of king of the number twos. I think the best thing about Munchies was uh, the poster. That was a freaking amazing poster. A little bit overly sexual. Upskirting, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Did he have a cigarette in his mouth at the same time? I can't he had a coke can in his hand, I think, and I think a cigarette, yeah. and he's perving up some chick's skirt. Now, that's what you'd do if you were a munchie. That's what I do now. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> not since they sealed the staircase at Chatston Shopping Centre. <laughs> it used to be used to be able to see through like the... Mate, you're going to regret that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's your favourite place to buy shit from? <clears throat> Dead End DVD. <laughs> Is that correct? <laughs> Is that the answer you were looking the, for? The amount of shilling... <laughs> is off the charts. <laughs> uh, even if it's like uh, memorabilia or stuff like that, do you have like a, a particular place you like to go, whether it's online or in person? Uh, well, it depends, doesn't it? I mean, eBay's always great. <laughs> is that the answer you're trying to dig? No, for? I'm like, I got. There is no like just for people that are listening. We've got nothing like listed here to talk yeah, about. Like, no, because you always throw me under the bus yeah. with these. You're like. Yeah, who's your favourite guy who did such and such? And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then you're like, and I say something that's completely the opposite. You're like, no, it's <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, sure it is. What about a physical store? Uh, a physical store, like I, well, I mean, All Star Comics, yeah, is uh, is one of my favourite uh, physical stores. I also like, I can't remember the name of it. There's a great record shop that's on Sydney Road. Just past uh, Victoria Street in Brunswick, mm-hmm. that is fantastic. It has a fantastic selection of of records. They routinely go on buying trips to Europe and bring back yeah awesome wow. shit. And they also my favorite thing about the shop is that they have these little kind of description label kind of things that they write on like with little just like a like a one line review of the record or whatever. Yep. And it's uh, you know one time I bought I bought a, a um. A Gary Glitter, they had a Gary Glitter record that I bought. And they're like, like you know, you're disgusting for even looking at this, but the, the album's pretty good, so we forgive you. Like, they didn't just say, have yeah. it for free? Like, yeah. no. no. They still wanted their 20 bucks. Yeah, let's see, they're profiteering I mean, they that. bought it. Yeah. They bought That's it right. to sell. That's <laughs> making money off a monster. Uh, well, I mean, down your way, like we've talked about before, the other uh, tire packing house yeah. is amazing. I was actually going to say the same thing. Yeah. You guys have gone there. Well, it's great. Silver Screen is the actual movie place inside there. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's a great selection of posters. I've known uh, the owners there for a good couple of years. I was about to say you do know the owner, and he's an amazing person to talk to because I took my wife there, and (laughs) and he walked past. He he could tell that we were not your ordinary sort of customer because. We you knew would, that you weren't from around these parts. No, we, he he could hear our conversation. <laughs> you and don't I was, smell like something from someone from Thailand. I think he could hear me telling my wife, like, oh, that's from this movie and that's from that. So he wanted to stop and have a conversation. It was like a 40-minute conversation. He does not, like, yeah. he's an encyclopedia. And, and I think my Mostly wife, poster knowledge. Yes, well, right. And that good, good little thing. segue there, I must say, because we were looking at all the, um, the day bills because he's got thousands of them. 
And I think it was like my my wife made the mistake of saying like, who would pay two thousand dollars for that you know piece of paper? <laughs> he stopped him in his tracks. He goes, well, and he gave her the history of day bills and how they're made, like from print to release, and it was like a an education to say the least. So. Um, let's give that a plug. Like down in Tyab, it's an amazing facility. It is an amazing. It yeah. is the Chapel Street Bazaar of <laughs> Tyab. Yeah, yeah oh, pretty much of that exactly of that thing. whole side of the. City. I mean, it's a, it's an odd location to just have this. Not only the movie part, but everything else that's there. It has like, a huge book selection. Like the, yeah. I mean, the movie antiques. Part, you know, I don't. Is it is it Silver Screen that also owns all the statues and yeah, all that stuff? So is they all, they're all the movie memorabilia stuff. Inside right. the packing house. Because it almost that stuff almost feels like a museum rather than, I don't know if any of yeah, that stuff is actually. It is, it's, so, all, it's all for sale. Yeah. So oh, they, for sale? Um, yeah, yeah right. they ended up taking over that space, the room over, with all the statues and whatnot. So they have this whole right. other room just full of yeah, huge one to one scale statues. That is where our conversation took place in front of these massive um statues. You had like dinosaurs here and you had like a terminator there and um it was amazing and everything, even when you come into the entrance, they got Giant posters from you know roof to floor—they're all for sale as well. Quite yeah, they had, they had a great um, kind of glass, kind of jaws. Was it jaws? Yeah, the the, the kind of mirror thing that kind of lights up. Yeah, like that's. I was looking at that going. Whoa. He was telling me that he's never had a day off. Like you know, in all his years doing it, he's never had a day off. He goes home, gets on his computer, does all the ordering or research requests or whatever. And then wakes up and does it all over again. And he's like, never had a day off. He's there on a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, all the way through. So I, I'm guessing he loved COVID. Like, it probably would have been a bit of a rest. Yeah. <laughs> you mean I have to stay at home? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just come in and tidy up a bit. Yeah. Cool. Well, do How you remember- many days off have you had from the shop, Joel? You uh, open had today days. off, I had yeah. yesterday off, <laughs> probably have tomorrow off. Um, <laughs> it's fair to oh, say. No, I'm all over the place right now. I, I don't really have select hours. It just depends on how many orders I have to do and yeah. what I have to do on the website. It's going to say most of your trade could... would be online, yeah? But this month, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like all online. Yep. So, um, But I'll have the occasional drifter like Ben over here that'll show up <laughs> at the house. The, the, the few that was like, hmm, $10 in shipping? And wait a week or ten dollars in petrol and pick it up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and and then I get to hang out with your awesome dogs. Exactly. Shout out to Bo and Scooter. <laughs> I don't know how many times like Ben said, Oh, sorry, mate. Oh, I've just been down at Joel's. <laughs> I've got no money, Glenn. I can't I can't come and record the show this week. I can't afford petrol. I've blown all I've blown my the fortnight's money on at Joel's. Sometimes I'll I'll wake up. To go start packing, and Ben's already in there, just looking at <laughs> looking at all the stock, just staring at you. Yeah. <laughs> Why is his pants? No, off? You, you don't even acknowledge <laughs> that I'm there. You're no. just fixated on all the movies. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And then I buy ones that I bought like the time I was there, like previous. Yeah, time. and then You're you like, say, "Hey, can I stop by again and drop off the one I just bought yeah, and buy something it. else? Just to swap it for something else." All right, we've got to pay the bills. Let's throw to a promo. <laughs> <laughs> we have bills. Good Movie Monday is made possible with the support of people like Viewlorium. Viewlorium is a streaming platform for rare and obscure movies, and it's absolutely free. They also have a catalogue full of kids' flicks, classic movies, foreign cinema, and more. Visit Viewlorium.com today to see what it's all about. I've had a very, very busy life. (laughs) There's a lot of scratching involved. And 
if I tried to watch something while scratching, I could scratch the wrong thing. <laughs> Can I put that on the show? Yeah? Awesome. It's <laughs> a good way to bring it back in. <laughs> hey, let's play a game. We're at the uh, the final end of the show, the final tail end of the show, I should say. I'm going to play a game. I want to list a bunch of movie collectibles I've seen on eBay, and I've selected the whole highest price plus postage first. So I want you guys oh, is to... This plus, are we doing plus postage? Yeah. I want you to guess the price on these items. And I'm going to start off with one that's uh, very, very Glenn-like. So Albert Pune's Nemesis Collection. This is like Escape to the Country every time they view a house. So on eBay, it isn't. It's That one's not available anymore. So it is the like the, the multi-pack sort of flip one, which I think okay. is a European release. How many films is on it? Four. It's the four, because the fifth one is just a piece of shit and shouldn't exist. I reckon it's 40 bucks. And this is all in... Aussie dollars, by the way. So, well, hang is on, this so is this international? Like, is this from an international <coughs> seller? Yeah, it's just um, it is. Most of these are international. Uh, okay. they're all in Australian oh, dollars. So, and you have to guess shipping as well. Well, I just guess a price. Like, there's no actual like sixty. Well, sixty dollars if I have to pay shipping. I'm gonna well. say it's one of those um three dollar thirty shipping. Okay. Ones. So the price for that you was from the UK seventy two dollars and sixty one cents plus thirty one dollars postage. <sighs> That's the problem with collecting stuff now. All right, next one. What about a gold phantasm sphere autographed by Angus Scrim? And there's no postage on this. It's just the the going price. And it wasn't. Uh, I don't even think it was an auction. I think it was just this is the price. Fucking buy it. Two hundred and fifty dollars. Did it sell? Uh, it was still listed when I looked it up. Okay. <laughs> no, it's going to be higher than two hundred and fifty. No, then I feel like you are you are correct. It is oh, yeah. higher. I'm going to say. $800. One th- no wonder it's still for sale. And it looked like a really heavy motherfucker. Like, it's like a, someone's made it and polished it. Like, you know, like a brass polish. Like, it, for me to spend that much money on that, it would have had to be made from actual gold. I mean, Reggie, <laughs> Reggie Bannister would give me a hand job every time I looked at it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for Worth it. Yeah. Worth, yeah. I mean, if Reggie Bannister was going to give me a hand job all the time, that's a, it would definitely be worth it. What about a rare Ghostbusters Ghost in a Coke can from 1985, unopened with an authenticity certificate? Remember those? When, $45. When Ghostbusters came out? $45, you say? Yeah. $2,500. $148.74 plus $30 postage. I, I, still man- I managed to be the closer. Tic- <laughs> the ticket of authenticity really, really, really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, for me, if, if it comes with a certificate of authenticity, it means it's not collectible. Well, it's yeah. not legit. And they've probably just got a template on their computer and they just print it out and sign I mean, te- couldn't, <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. couldn't, couldn't you make a replica of something and authenticity? Yeah, this authentic- is an authentic replica. Authenticity? <laughs> <laughs> or couldn't you couldn't I was going to correct it? you, but I don't know what the correct word is. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm authenticate? Right. Authenticate. Authenticate like that it's that it is a replica, so you could have a certificate of authenticity for the replica. Yeah, Yeah, no, you can't fool a lot of people. I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not throwing any kind of doubt onto the certificate of authenticity. I'm saying if it if it actually has a certificate, it means it was manufactured for the collectible yeah, market. Yeah, yeah. It's not a yeah. Yeah. Like if it was like you know a, the Coke did a promotion to celebrate the release of yeah. to cash in on the release of Ghostbusters, and they. Has it, the, uh, has like it changed? Because I know cans. back in the day, maybe 25 years ago or so, that 
something had to be taken to a specialist to have that authenticity. So yeah. they would then they'd sign off saying this is a legitimate merchandise piece from that era. Yeah, right. Whereas, I didn't. I was an expert who did it. I believe so. I don't think it's yeah, that right. way anymore, just because of the prevalence of auctions online and all that kind of stuff. You can't trust anything. No, right? you can print anything up on the computer these days. What about a? 1985 press kit envelope with photos and press notes of Baby Secret of Lost Legend. And it's a, it's an asking price. There is no postage. Twenty four ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> You're really low-balling it here. <laughs> I'm just telling you what things are worth. Not what they're, <laughs> not what they're going for. What do you reckon? I'll say 60. 400 bucks. Fuck off. <laughs> And the image on the uh, the site is the the yellow envelope, like a Manila envelope. With they've left it inside, but you can kind of just see the outline of the yeah. logo and all that. But um, so they haven't taken a photo of the actual. No, no. Once again, it's clear to see why it's still up for sale. <laughs> what about a Beverly Hills Cop VHS factory sealed from nineteen eighty nine? Okay. This has got to be one of those money laundering eBay listings. I don't know if you've seen those before. Of all the like the Is it American? Does Charlie Band own it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy to find this uh, stockers sealed VHS of my most expensive and valuable titles. <laughs> Wasn't it some guy put it under a microscope and the the, the printer put a date on it? Yeah. <laughs> that said like 2029, something like that. <laughs> So what do you reckon? Beverly Hills Cop VHS factory sealed 1989 and I think it has like one of those promo stickers on it. Is it an American one or an Australian one? American. I mean, I still say it's nine ninety nine. Shipping, it's probably <laughs> that's probably what the sticker says on the front. Yeah. Nine ninety nine plus the thirty two dollars shipping means it's probably forty two dollars, forty one dollars. <laughs> I'll say one hundred fifty. Four hundred eighty one dollars. Sixty five cents. Money laundering. <laughs> That's someone who watched one of those. Yeah, it comes in a crate full of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> With Barabon certificates. That's right. It comes, That's from one of those people who watched the uh, those 60-minute reports about how those Disney tapes are worth a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, well, if Disney's worth a lot, Beverly Hills Cop's got to be worth a fortune. <laughs> and the eBay trader was Victor Maitland. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one is a Braddock Missing in Action 3 out-of-print Shout Factory Blu-ray. This is in your wheelhouse now. Shout Factory Missing... Oh, okay. I'll say... Shout Factory... When they're being sold in Australia, it's pretty pricey. I'm so, out of print? Yeah. I'm going to say 120 All right. What do you reckon? I'm going to say 100 232 bucks and $40 postage. Is that by Jarrett? Is Jarrett selling it? <laughs> <laughs> Must watch movies. Yeah, is, that much, is that much watch movie? Got two more to go. Uh, what have we got here? We've got an original 1983 script for The Jerk 2, which was titled Another Jerk at the time. It's the eighth draft, and it has Steve Martin and Ziggy Steinberg producing credits on it. $250. 20 bucks. $20. $442 plus $44 shipping. These Americans are crazy. <laughs> and finally, we've got a Keston... SV620 VHS slash beta splicing kit. Oh. Which somebody may have been given ahead of this show tonight. Yeah. The same Joel, thing. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I have uh, gifted one of these to Ben uh, just before the show, and now I'm giving him the uh, the eBay value of this particular item. 
is it four hundred dollars? Because if it is, there's going <laughs> to be another one. one. On, there's going to be another one. On <laughs> this is the one that he goes high with. Yeah. <laughs> He's highballing this one. I'm hoping. <laughs> Let me, Daddy I'll, needs to go to Euro Disney. I'll factor in how much. How much Ben means to you? <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say it. about four dollars fifty. <laughs> because why would Glenn fork this over? <laughs> yeah. Or you found it on the side of the road. Because he, he offered it to me before he looked up the price. I certainly did. I offered this weeks ago, months ago. I think years ago. <laughs> yeah. You just couldn't find till, it. Had to wait till I cleaned out the garage. Yeah. Sixty six dollars and nineteen cents. Wow. There you go. Well, maybe not Euro Disney, but I could probably afford to go to the Asterix theme park in, in uh, Paris. <laughs> Worth if it. only they still had Wobby's World. Yeah. No, I want to go to, um, <laughs> was it Shit Scared World? <laughs> Piss Week World. Piss, Piss Week World. <laughs> yeah. That would be, I could take the whole family for the six you can, um You can buy the helicopters that used to be at Wobby's World. There's a place up the road from where I where we are right now called... Pete's Crazy Bargains. It's a massive warehouse of junk and he just collects it and sells it. And he had three helicopters from Wobby's World and it's heaps of other stuff. Why now. have you not told me about uh, Pete's World of Junk before? <laughs> well, we should visit there. Yeah. <laughs> but it, the thing, the cool thing about this, I mean, it's not as cool as the old location in Ringwood. I, don't, I can't believe we're talking about this on the show. Um, where it was literally like a massive pile of junk and you had to rummage and find gold. Which is what now, you want. They're in a new location. They're slightly more structured. There's shelving and all that, but there's still some very, very cool shit there. Next week, sponsored during by the, <laughs> during the long weekend, I I may be coming back down here to play Atmosphere with my niece. Yep, let's do it. And then, and we can go to some of those um oh, that Fern Tree Gully one. Hey, we'll have this conversation so, off the okay. mic. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, that's the end of the show. Anyway, um, a pretty interesting one. Joel, thanks for indulging us, mate. It's been like a baptism by fire for you. Too. Thank you not for only, having me. Not only that you're welcome, not even to come into a show in general, but to have a show that we've not planned anything for. It was a pleasant experience <laughs> and a complete disaster. We appreciate it. Um, <laughs> let's brute your stuff one more time. So Dead End DVD, not to be confused with Dead End Driving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the same thing. Yeah. So um, you, you, you took both URLs. And what is the website? <laughs> I mean, people can Google that, but it's deadenddvd.com? Yep. And when would the Astor Film Bazaar be? October 1st. Yep. Uh, Chapel Street, the Astor Theatre. Uh, Number be one. A... Number one Chapel Street. Yes, one. Is that its address? Yeah, because one it starts Chapel again. Street. Yeah, yeah, right. Daniel Road going yeah. either way. Yeah, market day full of uh, figures, movies, posters, vinyl, you name it. And then... Uh, Laserdisc? Have you got that guy with all the Laserdisc coming? Hopefully Laserdisc. I think we're going to have a good amount. So. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple strange kind of different vendors, so I think it's going to be interesting. Oh, and then, uh, you can, you can, you don't have to reveal this on the mic, but if you've got like a Mr. Glenn Maynard coming, he always had some very interesting things. He hasn't done it for a long time. No, he had some, oh, he, he collected a lot of weird shit. Sadly. Oh, well. <laughs> He's got his own shop now. He's got the cafe where he has it all. That is true. But anyway, um, that oh, is the, yes. Sorry, I should add, and also a double feature screening after the market. Oh, yeah. Of what, uh, what classics? The Lost Boys and The Nightmare on Elm Street. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, there's the reason yes. to get along. If Even if you know, you're not into the collecting stuff, come <laughs> and have a look at that shit and then go watch it. You come to the bazaar. Yep. Then you go and have a nice dinner. On Chapel Street. Legally, I should add $5 entry for the market in case anyone shows up and gets... And how off. much is it for the movies? $5. The movies, I'm not quite sure. The It's, it's on the... Asta price. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like they're going to be sold separately. I think, hopefully, 
Let's do 16. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow. Um, and a just sweet deal. Yeah. And as a one-off, just now, come to my mind, as I'm speaking, uh, I've got an Astral Pass to give away. So, if you want to email giveaways, mine. giveaways at fakechamp.net. Uh, first one in gets one. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Ben, another fun one, mate. Um, but the fun doesn't stop here because uh, social media this week we'll be doing uh, reactions slash reviews to movies that we saw at the cinemas last week. That's right. Uh, you saw The Railway Children Return and I saw... I did and then somebody called me a sleep paralysis demon on the internet. <laughs> and then I, I saw tickets Somebody to may or may not be sitting in this room right now. <laughs> Plus, we've got more Lucky Dippin'. Um, we've got another song. What one are we going out with here, Ben? Uh, this one's from Morgan Stewart's Coming Home. I can't actually remember the title, but it's a good track. I'm amazed that you remembered that, so well done. And you're welcome. It's Gone Riding by Chris Isaac. Gone Riding, that's right. It's great. <laughs> See you next week, everyone.